0: I feel like sometimes life is really mental, dude. That's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. It's really mental.
1: Friendship and like relationships are like a continuous state. I was not ready to be the best friend to people that I want to be.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Really Mental, where we want you to know that no matter who you are, you're not alone. Please make sure to follow us, like, and subscribe at Really Mental Podcast and rate this at five stars if you enjoy the conversation. We have an amazing guest today. We have Lauv in the studio, the Really Mental studio, and we are talking about vulnerability. Harry, I want to kick things off. What has your journey been like with
2: being vulnerable with others? Really interesting. I think it's been a little bit like a roller coaster in a sense where I started off super closed off and then I opened up to this extreme level and then went super closed off again. And then have slowly been opening up myself back up to the people who I'm close with. And I think that's through experiences in the past and being burnt and kind of figuring myself out throughout that journey. That's definitely been an interesting thing that I've had to deal with is learning how to be vulnerable in the right way. I think that a lot of us perceive vulnerability to be Emotional and kind of like letting all of ourselves out and stuff like that. When at the end of the day, for me at least, what I've learned with being vulnerable is being even there for other people and being able to express your emotions in a very authentic way that isn't forced or isn't coming from a bad place in a sense. And I think for me now, I just allow my emotions to flow. What about you, Will?
0: Yeah, I think that sometimes it's a lot about like sharing space with someone. And knowing when to give advice or when to just listen. And I think that comes from when you're on the receiving end of vulnerability and contributing to that. I think when it comes to being vulnerable for me and giving that out to people, I think definitely being candid and very open about the ups and the downs too, or the tough times that I have. I feel like I've got a lot more of a habit now and also responsibility to when I say like, oh, this is going great. This is going great. Also mention something that is happened that maybe wasn't the best thing to have happened. And maybe I um, felt like a bit of an L at the time. That's what it means to me. And I think that one thing I definitely have improved on is opening up and telling people how I feel. I did that recently when uh, I just had something go really wrong in with music and it really upset me. I cried in the shower about it. And I ended up telling my friends and was like, yeah, I was crying in the shower today out of a place of just being like, you saw me the other week and things are going amazing. This happens too. We speak in this podcast about the balance between sort of oversharing and also being vulnerable for the sake of being authentic. I think that's a really interesting conversation. And I know Lauv has some really awesome thoughts to bring in here. So with that in mind, we want to welcome Lauv onto the show. And if you enjoy this, please make sure to send it to a friend.
2: Hey, everyone, just want to let you know that we have an Amazon AMP show with amazing guests every week, similar to the podcast. It's going to be at 7 p.m. PT and 10 p.m. ET. So go download the Amazon AMP app and we'll see you there.
0: Can you explain a bit about yourself for people who don't know who you are? Yeah, so I'm Lauv. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer. Depends on what people want to know. People have definitely heard your songs, so make sure to, to search them up because you definitely have heard them all over the radio at some point. I want to ask you though, Love, how is your mental health at the moment? Pretty good. I'm a little tired today, which always makes me a bit
1: moody, but overall, I would say pretty decent.
2: How would you describe your
1: energy in three words? Ooh, calm, frantic, ambitious.
0: I like that. Ambitious. That's a good trait to have. Would you say that at this point? you feel very comfortable in the chaos or is it something that you're still finding peace with all the time? I'm always grappling with it. Like I was just like right before this
1: meditating. I do a lot of like little meditations throughout the day or even like little mini, like five, 10 minute either meditate or nap. Yeah. I'm definitely having trouble with the chaos lately. Just kind of feeling like I can surrender and just be good. It's hard if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah. What are some things that you're kind of doing apart from meditating that are really helping you manage the chaos?
1: I would say just talking to my friends. So like, but I feel like sometimes I talk their ear off about the same thing over and over because I tend to have very like circular worries, but I've also been running again, which has been helping. So running or hanging with my dogs, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I do feel like talking about it is really important because I find when I speak about it it always feels like it halves the worrying would you say that that's something that you've always done? Is that something you've recently learned? I feel like I've been a pretty open person for a long time. I feel like I
1: used to overshare though. I don't know if you guys can relate to this. I feel like I'm trying to learn how to manage my own feelings a little bit better so that like I'm not feeling like I'm constantly relying on other people. But sometimes I think maybe I pull back too much. And now I get too worried about sharing with people because I used to be like for a few years, I was like totally open book with like anyone that I felt any type of like connection with. I'm like, oh, I'll tell you like everything that goes on in my mind.
2: Yeah, definitely, I agree with you on that point. It kind of got to a place for me, at least, where I was sharing things I probably shouldn't be sharing with people that I wasn't really close with, and I like didn't really have any reason to. I was like, "Oh, this guy is kind of cool. I'll just tell him every single thought that goes on in my brain." And then people go like, "Oh, whoa! Like that's too much to share." Sometimes, and I think what I found through, like, I guess being burnt a few times and having bad experiences with some people and having bad judgments initially was that I prefer having like a really small close group of friends that I keep around me as my circle and only they will really know what's happening in my life. And everyone else, in a sense, I'll keep them at a distance until they've earned my trust to be in my life now. And I think that came from being burnt multiple times and kind of like having those boundaries and those barriers. So I'm able to like respect the other person, but also in a sense, respect myself. How have you been able to do that for yourself?
1: I think yeah, it's it's just a conscious like remembering to also respect yourself. Be like, oh, if there's if there's a part of me that feels like there's something I shouldn't say right now, or I don't need to share with this person yet because uh, I don't know them well enough yet, or something like that. Like I should honor that feeling, you know. I feel like when I was a little younger, like I was just so I don't want to say like desperate for like help because that sounds like intense. I always wanted to know what people thought. Like, what do you think? This is what I'm thinking. Like, what do you think about that? What does that mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I just trying to respect respect it myself more on it.
2: Did you find that it was also like a way for you to convince yourself that you were super open and honest and you were kind of like doing it to convince yourself that, oh, I'm this super open and honest person? Yes.
1: Like so much so. I've learned a difference between like vulnerability and like controlled vulnerability. That's crazy. So I'm curious to hear like what... You say more about that because I... Yeah, hi,
0: expand on that, please.
2: There's something that I've been like toying with and like really thinking about the last like six months, definitely, because I've always prided myself at being like a super open person, super honest person to the extreme end. And I always looked at it as like a positive thing. Like it's always the best thing, like people who are close, if I didn't understand them and stuff like that. And then I realized it was me giving myself an excuse into actually dealing with the things that I was talking about because I was like, I'm so open about it. I'm so comfortable talking about it. So, it's actually fine when it wasn't actually fine. And I think I used it as a form and a way to convince myself it was. I don't know if this is like similar to what you went through, but that was definitely for me, what was the struggle? And I kind of realized that and have been realizing that only the last few months recently, actually, and just trying to change those habits and that thought process in a sense.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely I definitely feel that. Yeah. I feel like for me, I'm still trying to figure out where it switched, but there was a certain point where I just started to like switch up a bit. I went from being like, I need to share everything with everyone I think I became
0: obsessed with the idea of all of it. Yeah, it's interesting because I came from the other side. I would say I was a lot more closed off. One time someone was like to me, Oh, you're like very the answers you give are very ambiguous. And so I came from the other side of being like, Wow, do I have to like open up a lot more? And through that, I definitely had that experience of like how much am I saying just to try and be like an open book. I wanted to take things back a little bit loud when was the first time you realized and started having these thoughts about mental health? I was around stuff
1: when I was a kid, like like we were just witnessing other people like family and so on and so forth dealing with mental health issues. But in terms of having a grasp on it, I feel like I didn't have a grasp on it for so many years on like really what it meant. And I couldn't find my own way to relate. I mean now retroactively looking back, I can think of, you know, like very clearly like the first time that I was struggling with what I would say was like anxiety. But really like I didn't really have my first grappling with it seriously until I was in college and I was in the middle of a breakup. I just remember talking to the school therapist and being like, I feel like no matter who I talk to, I feel really like there's a blanket between us. Like I can't connect with them. I feel really alone. All of that. Like, I don't know what's going on. And they tried to put me on medication at that time. And I was at that time, I was like, no, like not open to it. So I just didn't even try it.
2: For both you, Will and Love, how has talking to a therapist and talking to someone like that who was a professional really helped you in your mental health journey? Just that stigma
0: and the shame that I initially had around feeling anxious, I just felt a lot of low self-worth as a result of my anxiety, which is like just a vicious cycle. I'm not sure if everyone goes through that, but I would feel anxious and then after that, have this deep shame that I should be this strong, tough guy beat your chest type male. But I just didn't feel like that. What I thought initially was weakness scared me. So I think talking to a therapist really helped me to get comfortable and practice talking about it in a space which was pretty safe. What about you, love? I agree. I feel like I also like I have, I mean, I love my therapist so much. Depending on the
1: dynamic, you know, it can be sometimes just listening or sometimes she challenges me on stuff. And that's been amazing. Like there's been a couple of really key breakthrough moments where I've been challenged in the right way. It's those therapy breakthroughs that are like, those are such good feelings when you come out of a session and you're like, whoa, that was crazy.
2: What were some of the breakthroughs that you were kind of had with your therapist? And what were some of the things that you really had to work on and get through?
1: Some of it has been like attachment related stuff and like anxiety, kind of the cycles of love addiction or pushing and pulling people away, stuff like that. Some of it has been, I feel like there's a lot of moments, my parents and stuff that have been really powerful, Yeah, there's just been moments where I've been really challenged on some of my OCD that have helped me see that like sometimes when I've been caught in very irrational fears, like when I first started experiencing my OCD and was convinced I was like this bad person. And like, I don't know, like there was this always like bad, 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 bad. And there was a couple moments where like my therapist, like really quickly pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I had these like moments that clicked where I was like, I felt the lightness inside of me and I felt truth set in that like wasn't so bad. And I kind of realized, wow, like I've just been my mind is just feeding me these narratives that I've been buying so instantly every time. Like my mind could say anything. I'll just be buying it and getting obsessed with this idea that this thing in reality is actually this and getting paranoid about it. And I think there's just been a few moments in therapy where like she's been able to help me see, wait, wait, can't you see that this is like where you can see that it's not actually true. And then I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Well, I'm glad that you've had those breakthroughs. We don't hear too much about OCD in the sense of explaining it and and talking about what it's like to live with it. Could you describe to us what it's like to live with OCD? I mean, you mentioned some of the thoughts that you have, but just generally how it affects you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a very specific form of OCD that it's all really heady. So it's all like very like compulsions inside the mind. It's become a lot more manageable over time. But I think in like the worst moments, for me, it's just like, getting a thought in my head that's something that might scare me. So like an alternate reality and an idea that might be challenging my, but I feel like the truth of my life is. And because the idea scares me, I just start spiraling on it. Almost like my entire focus of my life shifts to trying to solve this problem that I've now decided is like, what's the truth about this? Sometimes I'll just get fixated on an obsession of one topic, one thought, one alternate reality for anywhere between, you know, like, a few hours to a few days or weeks or months or whatever. So
2: what were some of the things your therapist does and you've, has kind of taught you to deal with that? Because I assume a lot of people kind of go through similar experiences to you and would love to hear how to manage that.
1: I mean, some of it it does come into just like mindfulness and meditation, but really like refocusing. So like actually actively soothe myself. So I feel like the first step usually, if I'm kind of like spiraling, is like okay, let's soothe maybe like the body anxiety first, or just like the symptoms of like okay, I'm I'm on high, I'm hijacked by my mind right now. Like I don't know, like some of the simple like tapping things or breathing or listening to a meditation or something to just kind of like slow down. And then it's like consciously like choosing something else to do or even indulging sometimes like, okay, well, if this thing is true, what does that mean? Okay. So then what does that mean? I kind of have come to like learn that a lot of the things that I like fear the most, ultimately you're going to be fine at the end of the day. And then you can really be like, okay, am I, is this really a problem or is it just a fear?
0: Yes. And for people listening that have not heard of OCD. Basically, it's excessive thoughts or obsessions that lead to repetitive behaviors or compulsions. Right. I, I think meditation helped a lot. The body scan's are really powerful. I was reading a bit about, you know, your latest body of work, which is coming out, which we're really excited to hear. I read that the inner child meditations helped you as well. Could you talk us through the process when it came to that? That was a really cool thing to discover.
1: I was at this like therapy retreat. It was kind of guided through this visualization where I was like told to visualize different versions of myself, including like versions of me at younger ages and kind of see like what messages that there were for me or like what memories that I had to go through or experiences. And then, you know, it kind of went from there into like, wow, this is really cool. I'm feeling like feelings that I haven't felt in, you know, Over a decade, like just things that taste and like feel these experiences. And it's like, why, why am I here again? And learning like, wow, I just felt so out of touch with these kind of parts of myself at previous times in my life where I felt more free or I felt less anxious that part has been missing me and I've been just so in my head, stressing about stuff. Also trying to go back and heal confidence issues too, like kind of like go back to like younger versions of myself and try to just give them an abundance of love, give some more inherent confidence to these like younger versions of myself that are still playing out in my daily life, you know?
0: One of the things I picked up from my inner child meditations was to do more things For fun without thinking about the outcomes. And even as you speak today, I realize that's something I need to get back to just thinking about my inner child because sometimes I get caught up with thinking about results. How do we push things that I forget to do? You know, some of the things that I love doing as a kid, you know, even
2: playing video games. How have both you, Will, and Ari been able to deal with the doing things just for fun, like no results attached to it, no work, no nothing. You know what I mean? Just literal, just fun.
1: I don't know about you. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like I I have some times where I'm able to do it, but I feel like I end up like I was talking to my friend about this. Like I feel like my alone time, I end up either sliding towards I'll just take a nap or I'll just meditate again or I'll work on music. It's so rare that I have that feeling where I'm alone and I just feel comfortable in my skin just and just being like, I don't know what I'm going to do and that's
0: okay. I found lately going to nature has been so therapeutic. I think sometimes it's just hard balancing ambition with, you know, rest and it sort of sounds like you were the same but when whenever I rest, I get inspired musically. It always happens. And so it's this weird mix. I feel like I make the best music when I'm I start resting. Do you find that you create most of the music from that space or are you able to like separate your time in the studio? I feel
1: like when I'm in the midst of the heavy process, then I'm kind of going all the time, like when I'm writing an album. But when I'm kind of in a more in-between time, then I do find that like when I actually do take a weekend and just like hang out with friends and rest and go have life experiences, I come back and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm way more inspired again. But it's almost like there's that stubborn part of my mind
0: that is like, I'm going to erase that memory. You forgot that resting is good. I get you, man. You've released a lot of bodies of work and I'd say you've been really consistent with that you know, as fans and as listeners of your music, that is awesome for us. But for you, when it comes to making your next project, did you feel hesitant at all to like take a break? It's a lot to jump into an album campaign. I think after this
1: project, after this album, I'll probably need some like a real break because I feel like my whole life since I graduated college and moved to LA and like stuff started happening, it just kind of became like my whole life was like the center of my life was just love and like touring and making music and all this and that to the point where I'm like the rest of life was suffering. So I just, yeah, I can use a break for sure. I felt like, honestly, I wasn't even in touch with my spiritual side last time I was touring. So yeah, I'm hoping that when I tour again, I can just maintain a good groundedness.
0: I do want to touch on the loneliness for a bit because I know that we've had Harry and I on the side, our own conversations about feeling lonely and you released a song uh, a bit back called Modern Loneliness. How are you doing in terms of managing those those feelings? And if you do feel them a lot now, where do they come up? Yeah,
1: I think I've really come to realize like I've actually been confirmed by a few people in my life. Like it's in that song, I say, love my friends to death, but I never call and I never text. And I think like, For a long time, I was really grappling with other people feel that too in my life, being like, you disappear. And so I think I kind of realized over time, like, I feel like I was so caught up in all of my ideas of what I, my aspirations and everything, that I kind of like forgot that friendship and like relationships are like a continuous flowing state. They're not like a thing you just tap, plug into, and unplug whenever you want. You know what I mean? And I feel like I was kind of so stressed out and allowed myself to be so focused on. One thing that I was not ready to be the best friend, you know, to to people that that I want to be, and ideally, like you know, I'm working on being. But point being, lately I've just been like way more. I feel like I've finally come to a more grounded place, you know, through a lot of some of the spiritual stuff, and honestly, making this album and everything, where I feel like finally I can like actually one relax and like be consistent in relationships, which
2: is awesome. And what have you done to get to that place? Uh, I think
1: just practicing, just like always reaching out, making myself reach out, even when I didn't want to, even when I felt like I had a reason in my head, like, oh, it's not the right time or I have a blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Nope, doing it anyways. Nope, showing up to things. Even if I feel anxious, just going to go. And just being honest with people and even opening up and being like, I feel like sometimes I'm this way and I want to say I'm sorry and like, you know, I'm working on it. And like,
0: just kind of, yeah, trying to be open about it. Help me. You know, for someone as well, I, I think this is really... Awesome points you make in. And also it's awesome that you're that self aware too, because I feel like sometimes people just don't have that self-awareness to change. It's really hard to change. For people that are looking to do a similar thing and, you know, maybe they're trying to become a better friend or whatever that change looks like for them. How did the people around you receive that when you did make those efforts? Over time,
1: like actually really well, there's been a couple of situations where it's been like very noticed and it actually makes me feel really happy because I sort of feel like For a while, I was trying to catch up and I felt like, God, is this ever going to end? Like, I just feel like I love this person. They love me so much, but I feel like I'm like, I just constantly feel kind of anxious and guilty about all of it. And then I finally just started to reach certain points where I was like, no, like this is so genuine at this point and it's being recognized and it's just, you're finding a flow again and you're like, this is what life is about. It's amazing.
2: So yeah, they just took time. For anyone listening as well, just reach out to your friends because they might be having a harder time than you think. And they might be hiding it. And I think that that's something I've definitely learned and something I'm still working on is trying to reach out to one friend a week just to check in and see how they're doing. Even if I don't talk to them, not in my close five friend circle, just to even check in on people and see how they're doing. With that, Ari, I wanted to wrap it up and just ask, what are your goals both in work and mentally over the next 12 months?
1: I'll start with mentally just really commit to a way more consistent self-care and building in slowly just new habits to expand my mind and to try new things. Even stuff like trying to learn a new language or just reading, even if it's one book every month or every couple of months, just really committing to... Things that only I can do for myself that are not like a transactional thing that like I can get from a relationship like okay, I gotta do this for myself, you know like I gotta commit to this for myself, so I think that and work honestly just be as in love with what I do as possible, so that means stepping away when I need to that means giving myself the chance to like love music as a fan as much as possible so that I'm genuinely inspired, but I think yeah, just to love it as much as possible is my my biggest goal
0: that's awesome man well thanks so much for your time dude this is dude thank both of, of you guys you guys are amazing that was awesome glad you uh found it therapeutic i mean these are always like a therapy session for us so appreciate the time dude and excited to what you saw and, and shine and and keep opening up your heart dude people will feel it lots of love y'all
2: yeah thank you So, will, I really loved that episode with love, and I wanted to get straight into it and ask you what was your biggest takeaway?
0: I think that you know the conversation we had around spirituality I found really interesting, and I think that for everyone it's an important part of being on this earth finding purpose and having faith comes from some belief in this thing bigger than ourselves and so whilst I don't want to push my you know beliefs on someone else. I also want to just open you up to the fact that that type of, of thinking and belief in something bigger than us that connects us can actually really do wonders for a spiritual mental health practice. And as you could see today, it was really awesome to see that that term spirituality and the connection with something up above, something greater than ourselves has helped Harry, Lauv and myself. So I definitely implore you to think about, you know, some of these concepts and. I would love for you if you, to try one thing this week. Try meditation or, or try praying and journaling and see which of those you gravitate to and, and feel called towards. And let us know on our socials. Be sure to follow us, subscribe at Really Mental Podcast. We would love to hear from you on whether you found one of those things helpful. And we have a very exciting guest next week. So we hope you have an amazing week out in the world. Please be kind to each other and we'll see you for another conversation then. Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. Really
2: if you guys are struggling, Will and I aren't like professionals in this field. We're just telling our experiences through stories and kind of just sharing what we've been through. But if you are really struggling, we do highly suggest going to see a therapist and professional help because they will be the ones that can really help you in your situation.
0: Yeah, of course. Feel free to share your stories with us and DM us. We want to know what you're going through, but make sure you take the time to speak to a professional because that's going to give you the most help. That said, we hope that these stories and the people we've spoken to can really help you on your journey to finding that right person, whether it's a therapist or that friend to talk to about it, make sure you take the time to do that.